Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. Let's raise your hands right here and just pray right quick. We got several things we're going to do this morning, and we're just trying to make some uh, in-flight adjustments. Amen. Father, we just love you. We love your presence. We're so thankful, Lord. We'd never take your presence for granted. Lord, we just ask for more for more, God. In Jesus' name. Last night, we were, we were at the, all of our kids was in different cities. Grant was in LaGrange fishing at a bass tournament. Out of 204 boaters, him and Mason come in 17th. So that was really good. We were excited for him. And so said he won a he won a nice fishing reel. And so I plan on confiscating that. And uh, Asher was playing baseball in one city, and then we run up with Catherine and John Ben playing ball in another city. So we got home last night. I think it was after it was getting close to 10 o'clock. And so I was asking Catherine to help me type out my notes because she types way faster. I used one finger and, um, and, and, and make typos so bad that spell check can't even figure it out. So, um, but anyhow, I just want to go a different route this morning. Not going to preach long. Going to really uh, want to pray for Stanton and Abby and, and, um, and I want to let these kids do a dance that they did. They've done it, I think it I think you guys did it at Easter. And they did it when we did the uh, uh, catalyst uh, event. It's a very powerful dance. But I want to share something with you that I wrote on Thursday morning. We got here on Thursday. I had a meeting scheduled about 8.30, 8.45. So I come in the door, it was about 8 o'clock. And there's just moments like this that you walk into. When I walked in my office, the presence of the Lord was just very, very strong upon me. And so I cut a song on those that know me. When I find a song, I will play it to the, I will bleed it out. Uh, Stanton and Matt laugh about that, but I just keep it on repeat. And there's an amazing move of God going on with a young man named Chris Burns. And he's in the French Quarter and um, New Orleans, Bourbon Street. And he's preaching the gospel and worshiping in a bar. And uh, he's just in the bar worshiping the Lord and talking about the goodness of God, and he's got a baptismal tank set up in there, and he dunks them right inside the bar. That's amazing, don't you think? And so he's got a CD called um, The Dance and the Dirge. There's a song on there called Holy, and I've listened to that thing and listened to it and listened to it. And so that was playing when I went in my office, and the presence of the Lord came on me. And we've posted this on social media accounts, but I want to tell you the background of which happened in this. It was probably two weeks ago that I was standing down in the woods praying, seeking the Lord, 
And I heard the Lord speak to me that what you're in is a 412 movement. And so I didn't really say nothing to no one. And I think it was in a Sunday morning service. I walked over to Stanton. And I said, I keep hearing the 412 movement. And so um, I'm not saying, I've never heard that. But listen, there's nothing new under the sun. You understand that, right? So it's not like I'm locking this down and sending off the patent or pen or whatever you want to call it. But this is what I wrote. I said, while in the presence of the Lord in prayer one day, this thought came to my mind. You're in a 412 movement. I thought, what in the world is this? You see, for several months we've seen an outpouring on our youth. Let me just say this from a pastoral standpoint. What you see happening on Wednesday nights at this place cannot be done by flyers, programs, or events. When you have kids that we have to tell, listen here, you can't ride your bicycle up here no more because I'm afraid they're going to get run over when they leave the place, riding their bicycle in complete dark. You say, well, they just coming for pizza. Are they just coming for that? Well, there's a lot that goes on in that, in, that, in that place. And we've seen a youth group go from 40, from 25, and from 40 to 60, to breaking really what was almost 110 kids two Wednesday nights ago. That's an amazing when a town of one traffic light. And so... So I begin to write and try to put some language. And I myself were over there for two Wednesday nights. The Lord spoke to Catherine and told her that, we, you know, that that because um, we've looked, we've looked to, uh, you know, sometimes as a preacher, you just want to try to look to a model to something. You understand what I'm saying? You're just trying to look to something that can fit. It's your DNA. You want to try to run with it and you want to try to do it. There's a book that uh, Sean Boltz has released called Breakthrough, and it's just declaration, prayer declarations in that book. And uh, I had a friend of mine that lives on the island, and she sent me a picture of that book, and she said, you need to get it. And when I opened it, and it talks about the church, and it's just prophecy that Sean Boltz has released over the church. And he's got a statement in there, and it says in there, quit looking to the model and become the model. I took that as my own very prophetic word in that moment when I grabbed that while I was seeking the Lord. And I've just been declaring that every day to become the model. And so what we did was that uh, not become a model from someone else, but to build what's in my heart and to build what God is saying to me. How many knows that? It's one thing to see what's happening in California and Reading, but you can't reproduce that here in Sparks. Come on, somebody. That's the vision God gave to Bill. And it's just like worship. We can sing um, um What's the song that Corey Asbury released? It, uh, Reckless Love. We can sing that and we can join in. But let me tell you, that was Corey Asbury's worship unto the Lord. Are you with me now? And so we, um, I just took that and I just began to just pray and declare, just like Sean says in that book, declare things. Um, uh, how many knows that God says, decree a thing and I'll establish it? There's power in declarations. When our forefathers sat down and wrote the Declaration of Independence, we wasn't free, but they was declaring by God's grace and mercy, we're going to become free. So declarations are powerful when they're said under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so 
we begin to, she said, I feel like the Lord just says to begin to, let's just begin to write our children's curriculum. So I'll begin to go to work on that and I begin to write and begin to pen. And so we use that. And then so Stanton come in my office, he preaches his own messages or whatever. And, 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 and he's gifted to do it just like I am. And, and so, but he, he looked over my notes on whatever. And he said, uh, I'll just take this. You know what I'm saying? And so we're just going to run that. So all of our kids, and I will just tell you how the Lord is shifting our identity. You understand what I'm saying? And so I try to release things um, that I feel like the Lord is saying and where we're at. And one of the slides that I told uh, John to release is this quote by Eric Hoffer. And it says, learners inherit the earth. Learners inherit the earth. That means those that are willing to change and live in a river. How many knows God's in a river? You will never fish the same section of the river I don't care how many times you launch your boat because it's always moving. I don't care how dry it gets, the river's always moving. And so learners inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. So I want to stay current with what I hear the Lord saying. And so in this about the kids, this 412 movement did not just resonate with me. I didn't just stumble across something in my own personal place of prayer. What you got to understand about Cornerstone, this has always been. Come on, church, y'all that's been here for a while. This has always been, this is something that's always been the model. The reason why we sit in a gym today is because when, when this place got ready to be built, Steve can uh, validate this. Danny and others that's been in here for a length of time that God gave Pastor Dale a dream. And he said, you build the gym first because we're to march with the kids first. We're to march with the kids first. And so I want to just put, try to put some language. If you've read this, good. Others don't have social media. I'm one of those that don't have that. And it says, so I said, while in the presence of the Lord in prayer one day, the thought came to my mind, you're in a 412 movement. I thought, what in the world is this? You see, for several months, we have seen an outpouring on our youth. Our youth group has doubled in size in just a few short months. We've seen young teens who were battling shame and depression shake the shackles of heaviness and find the promised freedom that comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. Kid that once walked in the halls of our schools with their heads hanging low now are full of life and joy. This phrase 412 comes from 1 Timothy 4 and 12. As Paul was encouraging young Timothy, not be intimidated, not to be intimidated because of his youth, but be an example to all believers. This would happen as he remained true, pure, strong in, the, strong in his faith, and continued to walk in authentic love. Many years ago, I heard the phrase, there's a nameless, faceless tribe coming, a radical army of young people, sold out believers. I would pray, God, let this army arise. I still love Jason Upton's song. Raise up an army. Raise up an army like Joel saw in Joel chapter 2. Joel said there's coming an army like has never been seen on the face of the earth. Did it not say that, friend? And it says this army knows how to march. Listen, that is a very key thing about this march. This army that they know their place, where they're at. They are strong in identity. And one of the things I felt like the Lord highlighted to me when I began to sit down and pin this is to deal with this issue of identity that we are seeing in our kids. If a faceless tribe arrives, that means they have no identity. And I understand that it's not a man's movement. You understand? It's God's movement. I understand that part about it. I'm not dumb to that. 
But, but we believe, I, I, one of the things that we are doing is try to lay a strong identity in our children in that building. From the fact that I was going to take, when we, when we did the Bible for ABCB, we did the Bible. And I, ha, I was going to cut out all these swords and have the kids write down these verses of Scripture that teach them how to fight. And I felt like the Lord told me, he said, don't you teach your kids that the Bible is ever a sword. It is a love letter written to them. Put, put on them, listen, the belt of truth. So we're not raising our kids kids how to fight. We're going to lay a strong foundation that they are sons and daughters of God. Come on somebody. And if God be for you then who in the world could ever be against you? And we begin to arm them with the phrases of what God says about them. I am for you 100% on your worst day. I'm still your greatest. I'm still your greatest fan. I am for you. So we talked about identity in this. And it says, however, I don't, I don't believe this will be a faceless army. You see, a faceless army has no identity. The 412 movement is secure in their identity as beloved sons and daughters of the King of Kings. This army is here now, and they are beginning to march to the cadence of a song that has never been sung. This army's face shines like the face of Moses as he traveled down the mountain of encounter. Although like Moses, this army will not veil their faces. Their face will pierce the darkness. They will prophesy hope in a more excellent way to a wayward generation. To the religious, they will seem like reckless zealots who have lost their minds. The religious mocks, their religious mocks will roll off their backs of this army as they stand unmoved from the gaze of their beloved. If you ever want to be used by God, there's one requirement to be used by God, and that is you must have your own encounter with the Lord. You cannot live off my encounter. You can't live off Stanton's encounter. You can't live off Zach's encounter. You can't live off Carson's encounter. You must have an encounter with God yourself, friend. Come on, somebody. If you ever see him yourself, no one can ever shake you in who they say God is. If you've ever been healed one time, no one can ever steal from you that God is a healer. If you ever see God provide for you one time, no one can ever tell you the lie that God does not provide. Come on, somebody. If you ever see him come through for yourself, it is an encounter with the Lord. I watched last night. Why? It was probably about 11 o'clock they had the C-Fan movement on. It was going in Pensacola. Uh, light the fire again. Rodney Howard Brown on the stage. And Rodney Howard Brown was talking about this. And he, he talked about the requirements is an encounter with the Lord. Another thing that we must understand this morning that I want to say now, that this just did not begun two weeks ago. This began in 1991, what God is doing now. He's only building upon line upon line and precept upon precept. And Rodney Howard Brown looked at that congregation last night of thousands of people sitting before him. And this is what he said, we're not waiting on a move of God. Hannah, it is here now. Do you understand that? What we have prayed for, what we have longed for is not five years down the road. It's not 10 years down the road. It's here, it's now. I said it's here, it's now. you got to begin to believe that. If you don't operate on the cloud the size of a man's hand, you are never going to see the rain come that you've ever seen. Listen, Elijah got up when he heard the sound. Listen, he didn't see nothing, but he heard something. We've been hearing something for a long time, and we just got to act on what we hear. But the cloud the size of a man's hand is here, and it's now. 
This generation of tire is tired of religious banter. If you watch the news, they just had two, they just ran this for two weeks about how millennials and Gen Zers have moved away from what we call the tenants or, or things that other generations have had. And one of the things that has dropped dramat dramatically since 1998, the last time this was polled, is people are tired of religion. I don't believe people are tired of Jesus because the Bible says he is the desire of all nations. Come on, friend. But they are a Tired, they are tired of religious banter. They're looking for something they can come alive for. Come on, somebody. And they can sell out their lives for that. They're seeking something that religion can never satisfy. What they are after can only be found in true authority, relationship with Jesus Christ. Many today are like Peter as he stood by the fire to be warm, to, to warm his hands, as he denied the Lord the second time. They want just enough church or just enough Jesus to be warmed but never burn. This 412 movement will never be satisfied with the warmth of past movements. They choose to live with the fire continually as they offer their lives as a living sacrifice to the Holy One. The, the cry of Habakkuk 3.2 runs deep within their hearts. God, revive your works and wonders in my generation. My God, I have prayed that most of my life. This movement of radical lovers have been apprehended by something other than from another dimension. Their eyes communicate, I have found the one in whom my soul delights. In the last day, Job promises us. He says that God will pour his spirit out on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Beloved, stop wanting a move of God. Become one. Become the move of God. Every day is an invitation to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. I want to give you permission to run with reckless abandonment after Jesus. History never remembered those who mocked. We never find. Who, who remembers who mocked uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth? Who can name one of his mockers? History will never remember the mockers. They will only remember the ones that gave their life for something bigger than themselves. That's good. You with me now? So what are, you, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm just telling you that I want to go back and read one other thing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This was some time back. We were actually changing out a computer. And I found something that was released on February the 2nd. No, February the 21st, 1993. I'm a sophomore. 1993 well I'm a sophomore heathen don't know nothing about the Lord not living right there's a word of the Lord released and it's released standing over in the blue building because this didn't exist this building here didn't get built till 1997 and this is by the prophet of the Lord who was dearly loved by this house Gary Brooks I'm going to raise up this house it's going to be full of young people, saith the Lord. I'm going to raise up teenagers. I'm going to raise up children, saith the Lord. Yeah, I'm going to raise up the young Marys. I'm going to have all ages of the elderly, the middle age, and the retired, the grandmas and the grandpas. This will be a family house, saith the Lord. I see youth ministry growing and expanding. I'm seeing it going like 25. I'm seeing it going like 40. I'm seeing it going to like 70 to 80 people, young teenagers. The hand of God is upon you. We all agree with that in this room. Can we not say that together? Young teenagers, the hand of God is upon you. 
There's no little Holy Ghost and big Holy Ghost. There's no mature Holy Ghost and some immature Holy Ghost. There's only the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. And the same Spirit that be upon me is resting in you. You, you, you follow me? Mm-hmm. I see it going to 70, 80 people. Young teenagers, the hand of God is upon you. I see the arts of worship and praise and drama. And many young people become involved even in this ministry, which we're about to drink from. For son and daughter, I'm raising you up in team ministry like like Ezra's and Nehemiah's. And yea, the Lord says, you're going to combat and you're going to come against the Symbolic and the Tobiases that will rise against you for the enemy shall not prosper. There's much more in that word that was giving. But I just want to say that what I feel like the Lord is saying and really what I wanted to do this morning, I've got something totally different in there all typed out and it's great and grand, but I'm just going to flow out my heart. Really what I wanted to do is say that, you know, we're, ro- we're rolling up, fixing to go into the, uh, to the fall. How many is ready for the fall? My God, I'm ready. I-, I hope we get some 70 degree weather by January. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to burn a piece of wood or something. I've been out there chopping stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm just ready to light something on fire. Glory to God. Man, if you can't hear God by your fire pit, then I don't know. They say he's upon the water, and I like that, but but I can tell you I can hear him with the fire. The other day, Catherine said, won't you light a fire in here? I said, woman, it's 95 degrees outside. She said, we can crank the air down. I said, we blessing the EMC enough as it is. Come on now. <laughs> and those that live on the city, you know that you're blessing them. Glory to God. <laughs> Stanton, he can't pray hardly for a move of God. He's praying just believe God pay his light bill. Bless him. But anyhow. Moving into the fall, we get into fall of November. November, make my six-year mark. We came to Cornerstone. We come here in November of 2013. And I thought about the vision, and I thought about the things of where I'm at and the road that I've been traveling and where I'm at. And if I could tell you anything today about where I'm at, is this is what I would have done. I would have came to this church, and I would have wore a suit. I'd have put it on. But underneath that suit, those that know me know this. I would have had a pair of Magellan fishing shorts and a Magellan long sleeve that revealed my belly. And I'd have had that on. Because the direction I'm headed, no suit is needed on the journey that I'm headed. It's only the common man, the dirt. I feel the Lord all over me right now. Because in my personal place of prayer, God showed me some roads in January, in the end of 18. And I had one of the most beautiful letters written to me inviting me to Dallas, Texas to come make the who's who of ministry and come be a part. I turned down a meeting last night. Three people in this room know it. The priest of 20,000 plus. Why are you sitting in here? Sparks, Georgia. This backwood street. Because God promised before I ever entered the earth there'd be a move of God to spring up from this dirt. There's two directions, friends. Listen to me. One is you travel to go get it, 
And the other is you seek God and stand like a place, like a blacksmith in the fire. And you swing. But I can promise you this, to the ones that look at that, just like they do Damon every week, you're wasting your life living in the woods of South Carolina. One goes out when the flame flies out into man, and the other path is you sow your life into five, and when you're gone, you're still speaking five, ten generations down the road. It is still happening in the lane. And so I feel like God is trying to help us. He's trying to help us. One of the things that Parsley told me sitting on that couch, he said, what, you, what, what is happening here, he said, is unusual. Did he not say that? He said, it's unusual, and he hit you on the hand. He said, I can go to a place, and I can see young people. I can go to a place, and I can see old people. But he said, you don't go to a place where you see both, where you see them all. What we have in here is God has blessed us to bring it all. Are you with me now? I said, what we have here is God blessed us to bring us all. Well, if I'm an old folk, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? I'm not involved in the vision. You just talked about vision for young people. We had two older folks that said this, scratch, scratch check last Sunday. We had 50 kids to go see the movie Overcomer. 50 kids go see the movie Overcomer. Are you with me now? I didn't go see the movie. We had people in this church... Handing out PB&Js. One come to me this morning and said, I ain't never in my life witnessed what I witnessed yesterday. The power of God on display. We're able to pray for folk. Do the stuff. You with me? I don't got it all worked out, friend, but I know this. This is where I'm settled at in my heart. This is it for me. This is it for me. I said, this is it for me. So what you guys are doing, we just want to blow wind on you. We just want to give you the resources and say, run with it. Run with it. When you dance, when you do the stuff, all you're doing, man, I'm telling you, what we're going to see is powerful. We're going to be able to drink for their vein. You all right with this? Come on. You all right with this? Might have 10 people Wednesday night, but we good. I'm good in my heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. And so here's the thing. Father, I pray that you would help us see a movement. You would help us see the movement that is all around us. All around us. Every day is that invitation that you are calling. Come deeper in me. Come deeper in me. Come deeper in me. Come deeper in me. Know my heart. See me. See me. Because the pathway that I wrote in those letters to a state championship has got to start at a kid. Do y'all believe that? It starts at a young kid. Believing in him. We're struggling a little bit on Friday nights, but we're going to get it together by God's grace and mercy. I know we are. So, Father, I pray that you raise up a 412 movement. I want Stanton and his wife to come up. I want, you to, I want you to come up and I want you to see because they don't get to see and we're going to get to see this in a couple Wednesday nights when we do this. We're going to do a baptismal service because we got, we got, um, we got so many kids that's given their life to the Lord so we're going to teach them about baptism and we're going to baptize them in here on Wednesday night. We wanted to do it over there but we can't get the tank through the door over there. 
And so uh, we know Jesse's got a saw that can cut an opening, but we can't deal with that right now. And so we're just going to feed them over there and bring them in here. That way we can, we can see this. What makes it successful is what he's done is what little bit I've had the opportunity to help him with is he's created a team. So won't you bring your team that helps you up there every Wednesday night? Come on, you got Trent and Carson. Come on, if you, if you, if you, if you do that, come on. These kids serve out every piece of pizza before they get any of their own. I had to tell them one way it's not I was over there because I saw a couple of them. They were just drooling out in the mouth, hungry. I said, my God, Stan, we got to make sure we feed the team too. You know what I'm saying? And so these guys are handling 100 kids every Wednesday night from this community. I think that deserves a great honor towards him. great honor come on show your love to them hey it took us some major adjustments and we are adjusting we are adjusting we are continually adjusting to be able to to do it. Let me just say this. I preached in this church three weeks ago. There was a little one in this congregation that come up to me. And he said, Pastor John, he said, I ain't seen my daddy in a long time. And he goes through this stuff about a father. And I told him, I said, God loved you so much. He gave you me. He gave you Stanton. He gave you Terry. He gave you Steve. All of us in here. Going to make sure, buddy, you got everything you need to do it and to be able to run the race. You believe that? This is what I'm talking about. Hey, what I'm talking about don't look good on the big ministry scheme. Ain't nobody selling out for this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They are people out there that are selling their lives out for this. I believe this is the path that I'm called on from the Lord. I had three dreams that I had last night. I believe I know what they mean. But just on the safe side, I got a friend who knows a friend. And this friend was the personal travel assistant that traveled everywhere he went, was in his home four days a week of John Paul Jackson. And I sent these three dreams and I said, do not speak into these dreams give these dreams to her and allow her to speak back to these dreams into my life. You with me? So here's what happens. I believe this is the skinny gene. And, and here's the thing. One of the things that, um, that uh, Rodney Howard Brown said, you can wear skinny jeans and have them ripped up so bad look like you got a bobcat got hold of you. That don't make the move of God. We know that, right? But I believe you're just like I was at 24 years old. Same thing upon my life as upon your life. There's no doubt that you will not touch the nations of the earth. No doubt. The creativity that flows in you, let it flow. Create room around her for the creativity to flow. The anointing flows from the head down. 
Jesus Christ being the head of the church is built on the foundations of the prophets, of the apostles and prophets. So just like this, what's happening over there is flowing through your personal relationship with the Lord. It's coming from a head. It's coming from a source. It, it, and, and the lake can only rise according to how much the river can feed it, okay? Rivers only rise according to their source. So your source is great. It's God the Father. Are you with me? So I bless you today. I take any thought that you're not good enough, you're not equipped, you're not, you're not the one, God made a mistake, all of that we break off of you this morning. I declare that you are good enough. You were chosen before the foundations of the earth. The things which you endured and the things which you've been through, that is the stripes that's been placed upon your back is the area that you're going to see thousands upon thousands healed in, in the name of the Lord. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for placing a fresh, fresh touch and a fresh wind of the Spirit of God upon their lives. Church, would you stand up to your feet and stretch your hands towards them? Father, I just thank you right now in the name of the Lord God for what you're doing in their lives. I bless them. Hannah, I bless you in the name of the Lord. We are so thankful, Lord, for Hannah, God. We bless her today. I bless you. I bless you in the name of the Lord God. I bless you in the name of the Lord God. We pray over this team, God, that you would give them wisdom, God. You would give them discernment, God. You would fill them with your spirit, God, that they will be able to see the needs in these children, God. In the name of the Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. While you're standing, I want us to pray over one other. I want us to pray over two people. There's two people that I know of right now that desperately need a miracle from God in this community right here. You with me? There's a young lady in her 30s that is dying with cancer. I do not believe that's the will of God. How many believe that in this room? I believe... I believe in the power of God's word where he said he sent his word to heal them. Now, we laid hands on a napkin and we anointed that with oil on Wednesday night and we claimed the word of God out of Acts 19 that extraordinary miracles went forth uh, out of that movement, out of that, out of that revival that was at Ephesus so that those who came in contact with the handkerchiefs were made whole. I believe that same anointing is in this room this morning. How many believe this? Now, listen, if you don't have faith to believe that, that's fine. But I'm telling you that I speak to this young lady, I want you to touch your neighbor right on the, on the shoulder. I speak to Misty's body in the name of the Lord God, and I declare healing over you, young lady, in Jesus' name. I speak life into you right now. I speak strength into you. I command every cancer cell to die in the name of Jesus, and I speak to your whole molecular structure and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to that disease in your stomach and say, be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Father, we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Thank God for his healing power in this room. If there be any sick and disease in this house this morning, we command it to go in the name of Jesus. We thank you for healing, God. We thank you that you are a healer. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals. Now we got a young little boy. Same family. Tyler, raise your hands. Jump up in your chair. Just jump, stand up in that chair and raise your hands. This is a child in this community. You know that Waycross, how many did you say was in Waycross? There's 50 kids in Ware County right now with childhood cancer. 50 children right now in Waycross with cancer. There's two. Didn't you say there's two in Cook? There's two in Cook. That number has receded. Let's give God praise for that in the name of the Lord. Tyler, lift your hands. 
That child was one of them right there. He was on that list. But by God's grace and mercy, I said by God's grace and mercy and his goodness, that child is whole in this room this morning. So we take that as a testimony. We take that as a testimony, right? We got a testimony standing in this room. We got a testimony in Rick Franklin in this room. We got a testimony in Roslyn in this room. And there's other testimonies that cancer is not the big C, but the little C, and Christ is the big C, and he still has dominion, he still has power, and he still has authority. So in our children's room, I used Tyler that night, and I said, we're going to pray for Trip. Most of the little kids know him as Super Trip. Right? So we had him stand up, and I told the kids what the word testimony means. It means to do again. It means to do again for the people of faith. This happened at Bethel one time. There was a lady that was giving testimony, or a guy was on stage giving testimony about how the Lord healed club feet. And, and just giving the testimony of how the Lord healed club feet. And so she was in that service and she knew that her child was up in the nursery. And she said, God, I received that by faith. I received that by faith for the healing of my child. That mom left out of that service, went to get that child from the nursery. And that she, when she stepped into that nursery, that child had been completely made whole just up there in that, just in that nursery. I'm just trying to raise the faith. See, I know people don't believe this in this room. Listen to me. That same that on iBethel TV was playing in Brazil. A lady was watching that in Brazil on iBethel TV. Her child also had club feet. She watched that testimony and says, I received that as mine. I received that as my, as a prophecy to heal my child. She calls out to the child and the child comes out the room and the child starts walking towards his mom and as the child is walking towards the mom you can hear stuff popping or whatever and God completely healed that child as it walked towards her by the power of his spirit come on somebody so I don't believe that we're wasting time come on somebody I don't believe we're wasting time you say well well, you just ain't never I watched my own father go from 230 pounds to 120 pounds when we buried him but it does not take the fact away that God is an absolute healer come on somebody my dad is not dead we didn't lose my dad he's alive in the kingdom of heaven come on somebody he's not lost nowhere and I'll be reunited with him so this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, for trip and we speak life into him. Father, we, we cancel the spirit of death that would come to kill, steal, and destroy. You said when the enemy comes in like a flood that you would raise the standard against that. And so, Father, I thank you for bringing strength and healing to this family. I thank you, Lord God, for faith arising in this house. In the name of Jesus, let these, let these two, Misty and Trip, stand as a testimony in this community of the healing power of Jesus Christ. God, thank you, Lord. Right now, we give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Give God praise for that. Come on. Give God praise for that. Give God praise for that. All right. I want you to give. I'm done. I want you to give honor to Stanton as he comes transition to service and let's watch this dance and we'll get out of here
Hey, just one more thing. You know, what we see here, you know that there's what over well over 100 students, over 100 students gathering every Wednesday morning at the high school. That's amazing, y'all. That's amazing to hear the gospel priest on Wednesdays. We got fields of faith coming up. That's where our students will go out to the Cook Stadium, have the fields of faith that FCA does. We need to pray over that. Got a couple of things coming up. Got Rick Pino coming for a night of worship. Man, that's going to be amazing. Come on, somebody. Going to get here early, get a seat on that, and just um, God's on the move. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it, right? Huh? There's a fire in you. Look at your neighbor and say a fire in you. Pour some gas on it. In Jesus' name, God bless you all. We'll see you here Wednesday night. Hug somebody, love on them. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.